0: Hello, podcast listeners. I can't tell you how many times I've recorded this because my voice right now is just rough. Um, it's awful and I keep coughing. So hopefully this is going to be the last time. Um, Hello, welcome back to my podcast. It's Mikey Manslaughter. And today, because National Day of Mourning for Indigenous Peoples um, just passed last week, last Thursday. It's Thursday of this week, so it's been like a solid week. I want to talk about... Well, it's not Thursday when this comes out. It's Friday. But it's Thursday when I'm recording this. Anyways, I want to talk about what really makes up patriotism, in my opinion, and the morals slash beliefs behind it from sort of a left-wing point of view as well as touch base on a few different subjects that I hope to get more into in the future to give everyone like and myself a, like, a little idea of what direction I kind of want to go to in this podcast. Um, but also because I just wanted to talk about it. I'm not saying this is going to be, like, all political. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, but today it will be. So I wanted to talk about, um, indigenous peoples in America, immigrant workers, living wage, education, free housing, health care, um, food accessibility, climate change slash pollution, and child care. Um, I might not get into all of these topics today, but they are just sort of things that kind of intertwine together, in my opinion. Um, And I have some notes for all of them. Um, So at the time of making this, as I said, it's the beginning of December, and National Day of Mourning for Indigenous Peoples in the United States just passed last week. And when we talk about patriotism front and center... We have to remember and acknowledge that the lands we're living on, cultivating and destroying, is not ours. It was stolen from them, um, them being the native Native people of our lands, um, very tragically by our like quote great founding fathers of the United States, or wherever in North America you may live. If you don't live in North America, there's like America. Moving on. If you don't live in North America and you're listening to this, um, props to you for giving a shit, maybe. Or just listening to this for some reason. Thanks. Um, back to my point. If you're not aware of what the Land Back movement is, it's essentially a campaign with a goal to give power back to indigenous and native people of North America by giving them back political and economic power of the land that is rightfully theirs. Um, and was theirs before many of our white ancestors stole it um, from them through things like extreme violence and bloodshed. It could also be as simple as respecting indigenous rights, ensuring food sovereignty, preserving language and traditions, and the right to self-governance. Essentially, it'd be to dismantle the white supremacy that's still still, that's still. Years over, the native people born in the U.S. and even Canada today. There are many ways that anyone can help. Um, this sounds like an ad now. Guys, this is not an ad. There are many ways that anyone can help, whether they want to sign a petition for the closing down of Mount Rushmore, which many indigenous people see as a symbol of white supremacy that only stands for a monetary value of their lands or donating to one of the land-slash-tax return funds to return land back to Indigenous people. Of course, there are just a few examples um, of ways that people can help. For more information on um, Indigenous topics like this, you can go to websites like landback.org, forrsyouth.ca, and powwows.com. I also find it really helpful to boost the voices of and listen to, like, just legitimately listen to indigenous people and creators directly to make sure everyone hears them. Um, some native influencers I would recommend checking out are people like Lance Sosi, who makes awesome videos, Sheena Nova, Danny Schnavi, Tia Wood, and Kendra Jesse. They're all pretty fun. Um, on the topic of stolen lands, I have to address that. If you live on stolen land, like many of us do, (laughs) including me, there is no way you should be against immigrant workers. It's kind of hypocritical, bro. Um, Immigrant workers are the backbone of our economy, and without them, we would quite literally crumble. Um, As like inflation rises and minimum wage in many places stays the same, um, many U.S. born and raised citizens coming of working age, like myself and people my age, and um, you know, like older Gen Z and millennials um, are seeking living wage jobs, which on average is at least sixteen fifty four an hour as of twenty nineteen, um, leaving not very many people who are willing to work minimum wage jobs, which in most places is on level with federal minimum wage, which is seven twenty five an hour, which is not even half of current living wage. Because of the low demand for low wage jobs, um, it's created the idea of this fake labor shortage which, if we actually had one, would hypothetically be fixed by allowing more immigrants to come into our country to work jobs and raising um, federal minimum wage to living wage, as well as including so-called benefits, such as health care and housing, as just, like, rights. Um, health care and housing are rights, in my opinion. My correct opinion. No one fight me on this. They're rights. It would be way cheaper to house the poor and houseless in the U.S. and help them sustain jobs and how the government is currently handling them, um, which currently isn't working at all, as homeless con- homelessness continues to rise in the U.S. every single day. Due to the... Due... As homelessness continues to rise in the U.S. every single day, due to the decline of affordable housing, health care, sufficient wages, and public assistance, um... Overall in the US, and the high presence of things like racial inequality, domestic violence, and a group of people I feel very strongly about actually, which is landlords. If you know me, you've heard me talk about landlords so often. So often, I talk about landlords, I hate them. Um, I'm not saying like they're bad people, but they're bad people. They're bad people. A landlord would kick out a single mother with three kids who works at a freaking Taco Bell because is two days late on her rent. The landlord does not care. Um, rarely do you see landlords that do care. Um, props to them. Props to them, I guess. But, anyways. Before I get into that, like, really get into it, um, I want to note that I did get a little bit sidetracked here um, due to how intertwined these microtopics are of this podcast episode are, and I would like to specify that I'm arguing that a true patriot would be for things, like immigration, free healthcare, housing, education, and stuff like that. Okay, back to landlords and the made-up housing crisis. There are way more than enough houses in the U.S. to house every citizen, and yet we currently face a major housing crisis. And people like to think that houseless people are Um, uncommon, and it'll never happen to them. It's just a situation of laziness or bad decision-making, and, oh, well, they just tried harder. But no, just no. Um, A major reason for a housing crisis, besides lack of government help, is that so many of um, the houses on the market in the U.S. are being bought up by landlords and rented out at much higher prices than it would be to pay a mortgage on the house. And, yeah, it can be convenient short-term for low-class people who can't afford down payments on housing, but in the long run, you're paying way more than you actually would own the house because you rent for a significant more than it's worth in monthly payments, so your landlord can make profits. So not only is the cost of the house raising, um, so, you know, housing is going up. Um, Minimum wage is not raising with it. It is not a livable wage. Now, I'm not saying I hate all landlords and that, like, they're the problem. We even know they heavily contribute to the problem. um, And some of them are the problem. (laughs) Um, And they're cocksucking little assholes who fiend off the working class and call it passive income or whatever. Um, But landlords really perform no social utility. They simply profit off a system which systematically marginalizes the poor and those who can't afford to buy property. And while I argue this, I would like to add that I'm not just blaming them once again, but I'm blaming the system. I just stated that they profit off of it. Because if housing was given to the people as a right, we would never phase this problem. Um, And my two opinions that landlords are the problem Um, but also the government is the problem more than the people can coexist. These opinions can coexist and they do, they do. Okay. Landlord rants over. I still have the topics of food accessibility, um, like climate change and pollution and childcare that I have not touched whatsoever. I also didn't really dive that much into education. Um, which I would love to, but on the trend of keeping my episodes under 10 minutes, um, I will not be getting to that at the moment. So I did talk a little bit more than I wanted to, um, about the other topics. So maybe in my next episode, which hopefully will be soon. Um, I will get more into those, or I will pick one topic instead of just a general spiel. Um, okay, so, podcast two over. Over. This is Mikey signing out.